Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. This podcast exists because we want you to win. We want you to think outside the box. We want you to know exactly where the industry is headed so you can be ahead of the game rather than behind it. And that's why we named it The Climb with our wonderful wordsmith and my co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who I'm about to introduce you to, put this together, Creating Leverage in the Music Business, which is genius! Genius! Um, Let me introduce you to Brent Baxter. He's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he also helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting. And you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. It's an innovative artist development company. They help you find your sound, and they help you find your audience. Not only do they develop and improve your artistry, they also grow and monetize your fan base, creating cash flow. Yeah! Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production singular, no S. And we all know why there's no S, because there's only one, Johnny Dwinell. <laughs> How you doing, Brent? I'm I'm awesome. I'm a little loopy. I'm probably a little tired. You know, that's how we do this. It's late at night. Finally got the kids in bed and hop on down to the office and yeah, record man. a little podcast. I've had a I've had a day, like a day. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm blessed to be where I'm at. I love my job. I really do. I love this company. But today was a day. <laughs> 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 Certain curveballs that I don't like. <laughs> there you go. It's good but I got, but I, yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's okay. You didn't have those problems a couple of years it's ago, right? Than, it's better than searching around a pile of garbage for like you know two two liter bottles to make, make sandals shoes. out of. Yeah, yeah. you know, could be could definitely be beats that. But um, hey, we have a couple uh, fresh uh, reviews, reviews on the podcast that we want to talk about, and so uh, Brent, you're going to handle the first one there. I'm going to handle the first one. Okay, this is, is uh, the title of this one is To the Limit, Then Beyond. It's a nice five-star. Thank you for the five-star review. And it's from, by Trapo, which I hope I'm pronouncing that right because I see on the blog and stuff, and I'm really hoping I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> so it says, neither Anthony Robbins nor Nike have anything on Johnny, Brent, and The Climb. This positive, uplifting podcast will not only lead a horse to water, but it will make that horse drink. It is good stuff for success. Just do it and drink it up. Thanks again, guys. Yes. I, Thank you. I'm, I'm not afraid to drink it up. I'll drink it up. There, with there you go. Anthony Robbins got nothing on me but about two feet. He's <laughs> tall. <laughs> two feet, some big choppers, and banana fingers, right? And, like, <laughs> and billions. Yes. And billions of dollars. That's <laughs> and right. billions yeah. of dollars. Bless his bones. <laughs> I know, but hey, that's that, that's quite the compliment. So well, thank, thank you. Well, thank you, Trapeau. Trapeau? Tr- 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 I think um, it's is it French? It's French. He's a big like no, it's Traypox. Freight, yeah, right. <laughs> but five stars. Awesome. It sounds like something you need like calamine lotion for. He got the old Traypox. So the next one I'm going to read, and this is from Eric Kenji, and the title is "Break It Down, Brent, and Show Us What You Got." It's a five star review. It's too long for me to read everything. So basically, what 
uh, Eric is, is first of all, he, he's a hip hop producer and he calls out Brent and says he's loves him and, and, uh, and is a, he calls you an OG. So he's like, you're the real deal. That's old and grumpy. When yes. it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to songwriting and he, and he, he kind of threw out a unique challenge, which we're going to twist it up in a, in a different way. But he was saying, I, and I don't remember this, but I guess in one episode, we had mm-hmm. we had said we could write that song right now. Yeah, we were talking about songwriting, putting the effort in. It's like, oh, I, I can write a song. Right. I can write a song right now. Blah, 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 blah. I went on. Well, Eric was listening closely. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, um, you know, to, to answer some of your questions in this uh uh, Eric, if you go back and listen to a couple previous episodes, in, in con- I know you just haven't had the chance to, to to listen to them all yet, but you'll find out that Brent is, in fact, a lyricist. Brent can't sing a note, and he doesn't play an nope. instrument, but he walks in and changes the world with his English uh, wordsmithing skills. So Me do words good. Yeah, that's Me right. Me do words good real. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> just, so that just, because we wanted to give you some perspective on that, he asked about that in, in, in the review Basically, he called me out and said, you say you can write a song right now? Why don't you write one on the podcast live in real time? There we go. So because uh, that just wouldn't work in a 20 to 30 minute podcast, I don't think it would translate very well. And he's a lyricist. Uh, We didn't think like that would really sort of be exciting. But we're going to take you up on this challenge, Eric, with a different twist, okay? You gave us a great idea. We're not afraid to face... Uh, you know, a challenge and climb yes. this mountain. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, to anybody listening to the podcast out there, if you have a song title idea that you want to write and that you want to share, uh, send that song. And this is just about song titles. We're not going to get into the song because it's going to be a little... That's just, again, it's going to be too complicated and too much to... And it just without a visual... I don't even think it'd be fun watching somebody do it. Like I, you no, know, man, it's really not it's a spectator sport. Fun. It's not a spectator sport. But uh, send in the title, but send them to me. Send them to info at daredevilproduction.com. Again, production is singular. There's no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com with all capital letters that says song title challenge. Song title challenge send in your song title and then i'm going to pick a couple and i'm going to shoot them to brent on uh, when we record our next podcast and Mm -hmm. we're just going to let just so you can sort of see how uh on a linguistic level how his wheels are spinning and he'll start to just comment on them tear break them down put them you know take them apart and maybe put something back together again and uh, and do it that way. So uh, yeah. I think that so, might be interesting on the podcast. I, uh, I think it might be. So what what I'm thinking is, okay, so this is Nicole Wright. So this is one you're just throwing out, you know, saying, hey, what would you do with this, Lyric Boy? Okay. And I'm going to take it and I'm going to try and, and put the commercial country spin on it because that's my wheelhouse. All right. So whatever kind of title, that's the filter I'm going to put it through because that's what I know best. Well, what if, uh, now, okay, uh, let me Mm -hmm. interrupt you for a second. So Eric, he's a hip hop producer. Mm -hmm. So uh, obviously your wheelhouse is commercial country. Right. But also, but but, I mean, what if we got an R&B? What if we got a a rock? What if we got a a, a rap or a hip hop? I mean, I'd say we just send them in and let's see what you do. Well, I say it's in the title then, but that's what I'm, you know, when you're, I'm going to be a hammer looking to everything as a country nail on that because that's my best chance of of explaining why that's my, like, I can explain what the choices I'm making. Okay. So whatever kind of title you want to send in. 
Yeah, I because say all it is it, words. If you're the in any other genre outside of country, send them in anyway. Let's just oh let's, yeah, let's yeah, just, and to see what see what happens because you know a title is just words. You know, a title's not an idea. It's what you do with those words that matters. So I'm going to try and apply an idea to those words and go. Okay, if I was writing this, you know, for commercial country radio. What are my thoughts? How would I twist it? What do I like about it? What do I not like about it? How can we make this work? That sort of thing. And so it'd just be kind of in a real time, I better get plenty of sleep the night before, basically. There you go. <laughs> and that's not going to happen. Wait, no, that's, no, it's definitely not going to happen. That's not going to freaking happen. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's what happens in the writing room, though. You know, you, you, somebody throws something out. It's like, what do you think about it? Yeah, I like that. Okay, well, let's try to make it make sense. Right, let's try to let so, that title write our song. Oh, what? They, oh, was I paying whoa, attention? Yeah, exactly. Who was paying attention? I get the gold star. That was me. Yeah, you get the gold <laughs> star for you. So, Eric, uh, challenge semi accepted. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we've got to make it. We've got to make it compelling for. Yeah, for, yeah. So anyway, send those in. Song title challenge to info at daredevilproduction.com. and then here in. Uh, I don't know, a few weeks, we'll let you have a few weeks to get those out there, and then our next round of, you know, recording, we'll make an episode out of it. And who knows, if if people like it, I mean, uh, maybe we'll just do it on a regular basis, you know? That'd be kind of fun, actually. You know, I remember, do you you remember, like, do you remember the (laughs) Mac Davis show back in the day? Uh, I've seen clips and stuff, but I don't remember watching Okay, so Mac Davis, you know, great country songwriter. I mean, he wrote... Mm -hmm. um, in the ghetto, yeah, in the ghetto, and also, uh, didn't he write? Didn't he write the other Elvis big hit that was? Um, yes, John, be more specific with the big. Yeah, the other Elvis. Elvis big hit. Oh yeah, of the two. Um, <laughs> no, the uh, what was it? A little, little, little less, oh, little, little less talk, talk a little action. more action. I think he was on that. Yeah, I, I think I think he, he covered that too. And, and he, yeah. like when I was a little kid, my mom Hard loved to be humble. He wrote that. Oh, and yeah. I think did he write that on the show? Because I think he wrote that on the show. Oh, really? Or at least know. they made it. It might have been a TV thing, but I was a kid and I bought it. I bought it all, hook, line, mm-hmm. and sinker. But yeah, oh Lord, it's hard to be yeah. humble when you're perfect in every way. Oh, hey, we got a new theme song for the podcast. I can't wait to look in the mirror. I get better looking each day. To know me is to love me. I must be a hell of a man. Oh Lord. It's hard to be humble. Sing it with me. But I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> See, I know the other version, which we sing at Razorback Games, and we sing the same thing, except yeah, I must be a you know, heck of a fan. Because, Lord, it's hard to be humble. We're an Arkansas Razorbacks fan. Oh, there something. you go. Well, that's, well, here's that was my, my exposure to that growing uh, up. Uh, the reason I brought that up was on that show, like the last five minutes of the show, he would just be up there with an acoustic guitar on the stage. It was a live audience. It was taped in front mm-hmm. of a live audience. And he would just, people would shout out something, and he would have to write a song about it, like, right there, and just come up with yeah. something, like, right on the spot. You know? And I and I think, like, I could be totally wrong on this, but I feel, I want to believe from my childhood memory that that song came from one of those challenges. And, you know, somebody would be like, Batman and Robin, and he'll make something up. Or somebody would be like, right, yeah. you know, Garbage, and he'll make, you know, and he just comes up, he's like, okay, hold on a second. All right, I got it. And then he just rolls out like a verse and a chorus or something. And it's, it was yeah. so cool, man. He's just the the, the best. Like, I love that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so awesome. uh, let's get into this here. We got, let's uh, get into this, we're going to yeah. talk about debt. 
Yeehaw, yes. So here's what's going on. So this is one of my episodes. I want to talk about four ways that debt can kill your music dreams. It's pick me up. So there we go. If anyone's left to hear me write a song later in a few episodes, if this doesn't run them off. But yeah, there's four ways that debt can kill your music dreams. And I just want to talk about this because, you know, yeah, I've been doing some craft episodes lately and music business episodes, and this is really bigger than just just music business, but this is the lens we look through. But, you know, debt is a dream killer. So if you want to make the jump to seriously pursuing songwriting as a career or if you're already a pro, I really highly encourage you to, to avoid debt like the plague. And if you're already settled with debt, I want to encourage you to pay that off as fast as you can. And so tonight I just want to talk about four ways that, you know, it can kill your dream it can make it more difficult to pursue your dream. All that. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a good plan. Enlighten All right. me. I got a lot to add to this, too. Former <laughs> former financial guy. Whew. Oh, there you go. Those hustles right. are unbelievable with the, with the uh, you know, I know this, I know this. I, I, you know, I, I am... I, I am not a scholar of the Bible like you are, but I know there's only one uh-huh. time where Jesus showed violence, right? Oh, where, where turn he got, over the tables. Oops, yep, turn over the tables with the with the money change. Money right? change. Yeah, in the temple. Yeah, yeah. People were uh, making making big business out of something that shouldn't have been big 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 business and taking advantage of people they shouldn't have been taking advantage of. So yeah, so money's a thing. Bible talks a lot about money, but anyway, it's not a Bible episode. <laughs> it's yeah, <laughs> it's a money. <laughs> Although episode. you never know, may come up. But okay, so four reasons or uh, four ways debt can kill your music dreams. All right, so number one, watch out if these aren't you. One, debt makes the jump more difficult. When I talk about the jump, I'm talking about the jump from like, I got a day job, I'm working in a cubicle, or I'm driving a tractor, I'm driving a bus, I'm whatever. I'm going to make the jump from that into songwriting. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the jump. So the higher your your bare minimum income is, like your floor that you got to reach, the less likely it is that you can take that you know 12000 to 18000 a year staff writing deal or that your spouse will let you. Okay. Right. So it, you know, if some people, you know, who are able to chase the songwriting full time, um, some people are able to do that because their family can live off, you know, the spouse's income. You know, like one of you can work and the other one can go chase a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's cool. But a lot of people don't have that. But the, still, even in those cases, the more debt your family has, the less likely you can be that lucky spouse that can let the other one work and earn the pesos and you go, you know, write songs for a while, not bringing them much or any money. And so that's a big thing. It just makes the jump more difficult because you're like, oh, I got this, you know, I got this bill coming in every month. I got this bill coming in. Our mortgage is this big and my car is this big. And so is the, you know, the car payment, all this stuff. That's just more that you got that that nut you got to cover every month. And the higher that number is, the just the more difficult it makes it on you to make that jump. Yeah. So pretty simple, but. I've got a, I've got some balls. stuff to add to that right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> right off the freaking bat. <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? Like you're all of us are being programmed in a very intentional way to be consumers. Mm-hmm. That's what makes the economy go, um, and in a very real way. Like there's certain things that have a hit to the economy here, or there, or whatever. But as soon as consumer confidence goes down and people start feeling like they can't spend money on whatever frivolous crap they're going to spend money on, that becomes that's the biggest fear because that's the biggest 
that, that's going to put a stop to the train uh, like mm-hmm. in a big, big way and collapse the economy. Um, so uh, it more than you could possibly imagine. Like I'm really well versed on this in my financial background. And um, one thing that I learned from losing everything in uh, the meltdown was that none of that crap defines me. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Right. Not my credit rating, not the car that I'm driving, not the um you know the 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 the, the, the stuff that I have. I mean, it just didn't define me. Like at, over the course of building this company to to where it is now, and we still got a long way to go and a lot of work to do, but in the course of doing mm-hmm. that, I have systematically sold all my gear. Mm-hmm. You know, my my some of my prized guitars. I had a 1968 Gibson Country Western that I wrote so many songs on. I didn't want to get rid of that thing, but I needed to mm-hmm. pay some bills, man. And this was more important. Yeah. So I made a choice. You know, I had a 1985 uh, Gibson ES335, but it was a sunburst, and there was only like a hundred of them made. Oh wow! And it was like really like kind of a rare. It was a newer guitar, but it was rare because there's very few. I mean, it was it was you just don't see that that kind of sunburst on a on an ES335. And uh, one of my favorite guitars, I recorded a bunch of records with that, and uh, I got rid of that too. You know why? Because this dream was more important. Yeah. And um, I, you know, I came from when when I was in the financial industry. I, I, we, I mean, our company was grossing a lot of money every month and I uh, in a, in a uh, exercising a lesson that my dad taught me like hey if you're spending the money try to get the most bang for the buck so mm-hmm. we would put all expenses that we could put on a credit card and we just pay the mm-hmm. card off every month but I got miles on that credit card right so I got yeah. tons of free trips and vacations for my ex-wife and I uh, just from cycling the money through that and, and paying it off right but um, the um, 
but so so at any given like seriously at any given moment I would have maybe twenty five or thirty thousand dollars of expenses a month on mm-hmm. a card you know and um, coming from that to just nothing right uh, which mm-hmm. is which is it, to build this thing I learned to build the company on cash flow and there's a way that you can do it but you just have to separate that you have to untie that knot that they put in your head about why you got to have a cool whip, you got to have a cool watch, mm-hmm. you got to have a cool shirt, you got to have a cool like right. I've I've stripped it down so much and I just found that you know what I get much more joy out of out of making a living doing this and building this up mm-hmm. the right way rather than doing it on debt. So I think right. That's what I, I mean. mean, you could you know, you can drive that really nice car to your day job. <laughs> or you can drive one of those cars that you know they have a bumper sticker that says don't laugh it's paid for yeah exactly you know well i would add another little bumper sticker under that don't laugh it's paid for and i'm on the way to a co-write that's it <laughs> i like that let's do that dude that's a that's a that's a that's a, that's a i'll you put those so bad right now i know you're excited that's what i mean it <laughs> well there you go i mean so. you know i i just think that um we worry too much about what the joneses think and Mm-mm. um and we're taught to. You're, you're, it's, it's intentional. Yeah. There, there, you know, there's a lot of people who pay a lot of money to make sure that you think like that, but you can mm-hmm. be smarter than them. You know, I hate depreciating assets. I, I bought one in my life. I bought one brand new car. I'll never do it again. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, I think we. Yeah, I've only bought one as well. Yeah. That was my hit truck. There you go. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, but I did. It, but yeah, you got You got to watch out for that stuff, and you got to, and remember. That's not what defines you. Yeah, like you said, it's not it's not the big important stuff. And also it's that instant gratification. Listen, if you gotta have instant gratification, you're in the wrong business to begin with. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so if you're not ready to suck it up, eat dirt for a while before you start seeing return on it, then you know, if you gotta have the nice shiny things, you it's, it's it, 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 it keeps you on the hamster wheel. It keeps you at the day job that you want to get out of so that you can do something that you really love, but you don't feel like you can get out of it because you've got to make a payment on that thing. Of that gilded cage, right? It's yeah. The golden handcuffs. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one thing I, that worried me about. This is a little different, but uh, about when I was working at Alltel, a telecommunications company in Little Rock, before I moved to Nashville. I was, is that the Khaki Palace? It is the Khaki Ant Farm. <laughs> yes, Khaki Palace. Um so the cubicle ant farm, um, you know, I was I was not trying to move up there because I always wanted to move to Nashville. And I was worried. I was like, I'll start moving up and start making more money and stuff. It's going to make it harder to quit everything and leave. And the opposite is true, too. If I had a lot of debt, which I didn't, um, it would have made it that much harder to leave, too. He's like, I got to cover this much of this credit card bill. Just servicing the debt on that is X amount of dollars and all this other stuff. I, I just, oh, look at the, what I got to make. Right off the bat, and so I got to have a thirty thousand dollar a year draw yeah. versus a twelve. And publishers are going, "I, you don't have any track record. You can't pull that. That sort of thing." So, so that's the first one. It makes it the jump more difficult, and we won't, probably can't spend as long as the other ones because we're already running. But uh, the number two way that debt can kill your music dream is debt limits how much you can invest in your dream. Okay, so you got like 700 in car payments a month. You got 150 in student loans. You got 1000 per month on credit cards. And that could keep you from getting that demo recorded or making that trip to Nashville. Yep. You know, how fast can you save up money for moving to Nashville if you have those kind of bills? Yeah. And so that, you know, it's not a whip, it's a chain. That's right. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I just, I had a couple um, people out this past month. Um, I'll try to make this quick, but they were, they were, recording demos with me for the first time and 
Um, I don't. I, I, I kind of think like they didn't have any demos before that, but just to see the look on their face after that first demo is done. Yeah. She did two songs with me, you know, and and just like and I'm like, you got a calling card now. Now now you can hand that to any co-writer, and they're going to know mm-hmm. that you're serious. That that mm-hmm. you're serious enough to invest in yourself, and you've got something going on because it's solid i mean that's so important those 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 song demos are really your that's your business card isn't it like well, here's what i do and and not only that but here's how much i believe in myself right As yeah and to, i can just imagine the joy that was on her face first time oh yeah. hearing through like her song come to life i mean i remember that for me the first time hearing like kind of more full production on something i was just amazed yeah I was so jazzed it, I, yeah. as somebody who does it on a regular basis and has done it for years on a regular basis, it never gets old. Right. <laughs> I mean, listening to Brent Mason and Bobby Terry and Buddy Hyatt mm-hmm. do their thing in the studio, and we take this work tape, and I'm like, okay, well, I want to go this direction. They start going that direction. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool too. Let's go there, you know. Yeah. But it's it still blows my mind. Like it does not get old. So. Right. Yeah. And. If you want that joy of making demos, you got to have some funds to do it. That's right. And you have less funds available if it's all tied up in stuff, in your big screen, in your car, in your whatever, you know, your toys, your drone that you can fly your kid around in and your dog. You know, it's that stuff. It You only got so much. You, know, you can always make more, but it takes you longer to build up that demo budget or for your spouse to let you. Because you already blew it on a, you know, trip or something. I don't know. Um, so that's number two. So number one, debt makes the jump more difficult. Number two, debt limits how much you have to invest in your dream. How much is available? Oh, I wrote the song. My co-writer loves it. And they want to demo it. I don't have the funds. Sometimes you just don't have the funds. But if you don't have the funds because you blew it on other stuff, it's your own fault. Okay. And and it's fixable. It's fixable. You just got to change your habits. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So number three, debt brings stress. Okay. So financial stress steals your energy and your focus. All right. It steals your creativity. So how much can you focus on achieving your goals if you're not sure how to juggle your bills? So financial stress is the number one cause given for divorce. And debt is a major cause of financial stress. So, I mean, just beyond songwriting, you want to do what's right for your family. And so, you know, the first two are just more financial. Like, I don't have the money to quit my job to go pursue songwriting. Or I don't have the money to go invest in a demo or a trip to Nashville or coaching sessions or whatever. This one is just, I don't have mental bandwidth to even think about that stuff because my wife is breathing down my neck. I got people calling me, want one pay bills and all this other stuff. How much room does that leave in your brain for deep songwriting or creating music or whatever? Yeah. So wolves are at the door. Exactly. You know, it's hard to stop and smell the roses and write new roses when the wolves are howling at your door, right? Yeah. So, so number four, debt makes it harder to survive the valleys. Okay. So this is assuming you've you made the jump, you've invested in your dream, you you get the publishing deal, or maybe you don't have the publishing deal, but you're able to live off one income or a part time, and you're you know you're writing, you're just you're doing it right. This goes back to your bare minimum income. If, if you're blessed to get a deal or whatever, the, the odds are fairly good that, you know, if, even if you get a staff writing deal, you're probably going to get dropped at some point. No mm-hmm. offense. Okay. Or even if you don't have a deal, but, you know, you maybe you get a cut somewhere, you know, it there's a financial up 
and then a downslide, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a valley to that. So the more bills you have every month, the less time you have to get another publishing deal before you have to get a real job or another cut before you got to go wait tables. And then that takes time away from, from your creativity and your art. So you know, a big part of going pro is staying pro. And by giving yourself all the time you can in which to achieve success, all right? So it's also about putting yourself in position to ride out the peaks and the valleys. Because we're not guaranteed peaks, but we're pretty much guaranteed valleys in the music business. Yep. So debt, you know, debt in limits any business. In, in those areas. Business. Yeah, exactly. So debt limits you in those areas. So you want to do yourself, your family, and your dream a favor, and you want to kill the dream killer before it kills your dream. And so you want to get rid of that debt as you can. But, you know, I've had deals. I've lost deals, been in between deals. And I had a deal that took me, I mean, like a year to negotiate. It was seriously like a year from the time they gave me the deal memo, which is like a short, you know, form. One. Here are the bullet points of what we want to offer you. There was like more than – there were just a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And there was like – then you're almost done, almost done, almost done. And then we hit Christmas. Oh, and then everything shuts down for a while. Yeah. And then we hit, you know, Thanksgiving before that. And it, this deal took seriously like – or it might have been like nine months. But anyway, it's ridiculous how long it took. That whole time, I'm not getting a draw. Yeah. You know, I'm living off Monday morning church during some of that time and sure. some other stuff. Sure. And, you know, if I didn't have that put back, and we didn't have debt, I and mean, we had a house payment, and that was it. You know, we didn't have any other debt because I'd already paid off the truck, paid off student loan, off-boarded all that stuff, so our bills weren't what they could have been. Mm-hmm. Gave me more rope during that time to to hang in there, finish up negotiating that deal, start getting a draw again, and you know, so I was able to keep on riding during that time. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't have that money put back, if I didn't have, if I had bigger bills, shorter leash. Just from, okay, so on that note, to add to what you said, just from a business yes. perspective, I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a mortgage business. I've had a mortgage lead business. I've had uh, a few other business, like a sales business uh, in mm-hmm. the electronics industry. I've had a number of different businesses. And uh, I, uh, the band, when I toured, it was a business. Mm-hmm. Um, man, your number one goal has to be to bank just for the purposes of savings. Bank at least six months of all your overhead. Mm-hmm. And I and I and, and it took me a while to build that up with Daredevil, but that was a goal. That was the twenty dollar bill on the wall, right? Like that's where I wanted mm-hmm. to make that happen. But as soon as I did that, guess what? Like I freaking used it. Like you know, a couple things mm-hmm. went late with a couple clients, and they came back mm-hmm. and they and they got back on track and everything like that. But things happen. It's guaranteed. Yeah. This is not a possibility. It is not a question of if. It's going to be a question of when. So the se- the sooner as you know, you start thinking about this like a business, your life, and run it a little bit more like a business, and have that money there ready to to to, to go there. You're going to use it. You're going to dip into it. That's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. But um, and and for and and it's going to be a a function of of paying the bills, you know, not because you need <laughs> some vacation or cause you want to get this cool guitar or whatever. It's mm-hmm. going to be like, Holy crap. Like these three planets didn't align at the time that I needed to align. And this thing came due and I got to pay this. And so you pay it 
and mm. then you replenish it when it comes back. But when you function from that, it, it, your life gets better. And that yeah. stress, it, it, it takes a component of that stress away. But you it, have yeah. to. But it has to be. It has to be a given. It has to be a mathematical given. Like this has to happen. And if you get below that, if you get below that six months, you're freaking out. You know, like, okay, we got to build this back up. We got to build this back up. And you go out to dinner less and you go out to a few less movies and you don't go out drinking as much and you pass on that new guitar and you do everything you can just to rebuild that before you start to, to jump up on it, you know? Yep. Cause there will be valleys. Yeah. And you want to make it out the other side and we want you to make it out the other side and then you can keep chasing your dreams. Cause getting your dream crushed because of money that just sucks yeah especially when they're when they're when they're 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 working your brain like they do you know what i mean i mean it's it's preventable you just got to think for yourself man yep yep so well uh that's not all we got brother brent yes i got a little something else if you want to write like a pro songwriter and succeed like a pro songwriter and stay in the game like a pro songwriter you need to think like a pro songwriter. And that is actually the name of my free ebook, free as in I'm giving it away. It's called Think Like a Pro Songwriter. And you can find it at giftfrombrent.com. And that's giftfrombrent.com. Just go there, give me your email address. We'll zip it right off to you. And it's a, like I said, it's a free ebook, gives you an insight in some of the mindsets of pro songwriters and, and how we think about things. Stuff kind of like what we talked about tonight. So check it out, giftfrombrent.com. There you go. You can't lose. Once again, this podcast exists because we want you to win. We want you to think about all the things that you need to put into place to make this happen. And we're trying to trying to get you firing on all pistons, okay? Because you got a lot of talent and there's a few other things that you gotta get a hold of, get your head around to to really take the next step up. So with that. We will say thank you once again for listening. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating and review. Uh, as you know from the beginning of this episode, we'll be happy to read it over the air and uh, and, and share it with everybody. We love giving shout-outs. Number two, if you haven't joined uh, Songwriting Pro Group on Facebook or the Climb group, uh, uh, is it the climb group the climb the climb Climb community community. the climb community on facebook then do so uh just their their invitation but just say hey i heard about it on the podcast we'll let you ride in and Mm -hmm. uh hey guys keep working out there it's the best time to be a songwriter and the best time to be an artist doesn't feel like it right now but it's all happening i promise you so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.